worship fun. Y'all give him a hand. I'm telling you, there's just something about being together with brothers and sisters and worshiping the great I Am. If you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me over to those texts he was mentioning over there in Exodus. Exodus, we've... We finished up Genesis this past Wednesday night, and we discussed it. We've put a, we put a bow on it, won't come back to it as far as reading through Scripture together, but we were able to discuss quite a few things. You get into the story of Exodus, you get into an uh, interesting note. Look here in Exodus chapter 1, beginning in verse 8. This sort of, this sort of sets the tone and why... We go where we go. Now a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. It's important. It's important to tell every generation. It's important to tell the next generation. Because if we, if we stop worshiping, if we stop talking and praising the great I Am, if we in our homes had a great weekend this past weekend with our with those couples and, and with a marriage conference. It was really, really good. Discipleship starts at home. The mission is at home. The mission is right there. Guys, we have our children, our, our young ones, our little ones, our grandchildren, our sons and daughters and those around us. This challenges us in this room today. Guys, if we don't talk about the great I Am, if we don't get the Word and, and continue to keep spreading the Word, God forbid, God forbid anybody around us forgets God. God forbid anybody around us forgets who Jesus was, forgets the reason of the cross, the purpose of the cross. Everybody that you and I come in contact with should know. Why? Because they've heard us. Listen, a king rose up who did not know Joseph. And all of this happens. All of this takes place because... The Word was not, the truth, the hand of God was not being talked about, was not being seen. Get over to Exodus and you turn the page, you're there and, and you see what this king is doing. You see how he is driving the children of Israel even harder and, and he's killing them. You read on into chapter 2 and he's killing the babies and all this stuff is happening. It's just a wild time and Moses, little Moses is born and he grows up there in Pharaoh's home. And he goes out one day and he kills somebody and he goes out the next day and, and they find out and he has to flee and he's off. And we check into him on chapter 3. He's, he's pastoring the flock of Jethro. Chapter 3 verse 1, very a familiar passage, you learned this when you were a kid. There's, there's really nothing new I can tell you about the story of, of Moses that you've not studied time and time and time again. You've, you've heard the story of the burning bush. That bush that burned, that did not consume. I was in the office this past week and said the bush, bush is still burning. And I believe that. There's burning bushes around you and me all day long. There's burning bushes happening around us all through the day. Here's, what's go, here's how it happened, though. Now, Moses was pastoring the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not 
consumed. Thus the story of the burning bush. But something that was always, even as a young kid, I can remember as a young person reading this account and reading this in, in the Bible. I read it over and over and over again. And, and there's something really important that takes place here. Look at verse 3. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight. Why the bush is not burned up. And look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. Church, Scripture says, When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush. Begs the question, what if Moses hadn't have looked? What if Moses had never have turned aside? What would have missed? What would, what would possibly not have happened? We, we think about, it was challenging the room as we went into, I think, second or third song, and he was talking about, what do you, I am, great I am. What do, you, what do you need God to be this morning? And you know, there are people in this room that, I mean, literally, listen to what he said. He's the great I am. He is, I am. Who do, the, who do I tell Pharaoh? What if the people don't believe him? Who do I tell them that I am? Tell them I am who I am sent you. I am. I, 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 just, I just is. I am. And there's people that hear that, and they're like, yeah, but, but that, don't, that don't affect me. That doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it does. I want you to hear something this morning. You got to look. God's not, God's not asking much out of us when it comes to obedience in the beginning. But there's a lot of people, I like what Ty come in this morning. I said, too blank to look. Oh, he looked at me funny. I'm like, no, just put me some underlying blank, 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 blanks. And he brought up that little guy and all that stuff. You know, there's honestly, if we're not careful, we're too busy to look. We're too distracted to look. We're too caught up in, I'm going to be honest, y'all, we're too caught up in ball. They're telling me baseball. Baseball's God around here, right? That's what Rob says. Baseball is like this huge, big God thing. Baseball's not God. God's God. Okay? I love every one of you families, but baseball's not God. God's God. He's the I am. Football's not God. Pick a sport. Golf? Tennis? Track? Cheer? Pick a, pick a sport. Pick an activity. Hunting's not God. Hey, work, work is not God. It's not to what? To what to look? I, I mean, I, that, was, that was sort of a modern day of it. I mean, you go back, you go back 15, 20, 30 years, they'd have never had a tablet on that man. I mean, honestly, there would have been a tablet. There may have been a newspaper there. Guys, when the Lord saw that, that he turned aside to look, when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush. 
we got, we got this thing in our mind that, hey, if God wants me, he's just going to have to get me. Listen, if God wants to use me, he's going to have to zap me. Or he's going to have to make it so clear. If God wants to do something big in and through my life, he's going to have to, I'm going to have to see it written on a billboard. It's going to have to come through an earthquake or a tornado. Or my house is going to have to burn. I'm going to have to hit rock bottom because right now I'm good. And the Lord saw that Moses just, just turned and looked. I stand before you this morning to say bushes are burning all around us. There's burning bushes going on all over your world right now. And the thing is, God's, it's almost, in a way, it's almost like, why don't he just give up on us? You know? Most of you women in here, you ain't going to tell us, and it was kind of funny, the, the uh, guy pointed out, and, and he was big on writing stuff down. You know, most women, I mean, most guys, I mean, if you just tell us, write it down or something, but, but most of you women, you know what your, your mindset on that? I done told you once. How many times has God told us? How many times has God told us? There's burning bushes going on all over the place. God is, God is screaming. It's not so subtle. It's, God, is, God is trying, but what is... We're so busy. We're so caught up in what we want to do. We've got our blinders on. And, I mean, literally fill in the blank. What is yours? I'm, I, I'm too busy. I, I got too much of this to do. I'm... My plate is full. I'm tired. He started with tired. We all tired. You know, we all tired. We all tired. We, none of us have got enough. We all need more. We need, we need more. We, we, you know what I'm saying? We all. Have you, ever, have, you ever gotten in, have you ever been in any situation and couldn't come up with a good excuse? Honestly, have you, have you ever been, it's amazing, teachers walk into your desk and immediately calls you out and says, hey, where's yours? Oh, and you come up with the most amazing lie in the world. Isn't that awesome? I mean, you got the great, dog ate it, huh? yeah, too tired, didn't have enough, mama made me do something, mama sent me. I mean, we can come up with an excuse in a heartbeat. And Scripture clearly says that when God saw that Moses turned and looked, God spoke. It's right there. So Moses, verse 3, so Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, why the bush is not burned up. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said to him, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. But when we're setting our agenda, when we're setting the pace, when, it's, when we're the center of the world and we don't see all these things because we have got to get there, we've got this 
And we've got that we don't see and we wonder why I just don't hear from God. God's not speaking to me. I, I don't hear like you're talking, Brother Shannon. I, I don't hear God talking to me too often. Well, have you stopped and looked for Him? Have you stopped and looked for Him? I, I just, I, I read that book and, you know, I tried that whole Bible reading thing. And, you know, I read a little bit and I just didn't get it. And I, I, I just don't see God in that book like you see Him. How much effort did you put forth? Well, just a little bit. I, I had some time. I, I cut out some time for Him. Right before I went to sleep, I done worked myself to death doing everything I felt was important. And the last little bit of the day, I gave him just a little. I tried that. It don't work for me. Go over to, go over to Luke. I read it in Matthew, but I don't read it in Luke. Go over to Luke. I'm going to ask you, do you believe this book? Do you believe this book? Well, this is what this book says. Luke chapter 11. Beginning in verse 9. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek. And you will find. Knock. And it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks. It will be opened. Do you believe this book? If you believe this book then you have to believe the words of this book. And he clearly says, look, everybody who asks, you'll receive. Everyone who uh, seeks, you'll find. And everyone who knocks, it'll be opened. But you know, if we're too, too busy to look, too busy to knock, too busy to ask, too busy to seek. We're just caught up in what I want to do. I'm going to be honest. There ain't a school around here that important. I don't care if you're, you're a fan of, where is it at? Tuscaloosa County High. I don't care if you're a fan of Northside High. I don't care if you're a fan of one of the other highs or lows or all these other schools. There's not a school. There's not a club. There's not a, there's not a homeowners association. There's not a subdivision group. There's not a car park car, kid, pickup line, more important than you being in the center of God's will for your life. There's not a bunch of people, there's not a, there's not a core group of folks that you hang out with, that you go places with, that you run places with. Let me ask you, I started this whole thing. And, and you know what? Here's what. Usually what I'm about to say, people stand in the back of the church and they're like, oh, well, let me tell you what we do. Let me tell you. They beat their chest. This is what we do. Remember, I started the whole thing was in verse 8. Now, a new king 
arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. There's a lot of get-togethers and there's a lot of events and there's a lot of fun and there's a lot of things pulling us in a hundred different places. And Jesus and the Word of God and the truth of Scripture and the fact that people die without Christ, enter into eternity without Christ, that is never mentioned in any of that. But some of you in your minds, oh, we, we, we talk about Jesus. I know you do. I know you do. Bushes are still burning. I talk about Jesus. It's amazing. We talk about Jesus right, right past the homeless people sitting there. We talk about Jesus and there's people all around us with needs galore. We talk about Jesus. Oh, we, we're talking. Oh, listen, my group, we are a spiritual group. We talk about Jesus and talk about every other group that ain't our group. Talk about every other clique that ain't part of our clique. What would you put in that blank? What's keeping you from being who God saved you to be? What's keeping you from being the, the, the child of God that you know God saved you to be? What's the sin that so easily entangles you? What's the snare? What is it? I mean, it comes in all shapes and forms and sizes. And you say, well, preacher, last week we were here repenting and confessing our sins. Last week we did that. Remember I cried? Remember you had me deep, dig deep, 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 deep down in my heart and pull out all that secret nasty stuff and I confessed it and I haven't looked at that stuff or thought of that stuff or been with that person all week long. Lord, I'm not doing that no more. But bushes are burning all around you. And your calendar and your schedule and your, your world we're not careful, don't have time for him. I, I, I don't think I'm reading too much into this. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that, the, that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the burning bush. What if, what if we started looking for God? What if we took every opportunity to say, hey Lord, is that you there? Hey Lord, you want me to do that? Hey Lord, is this part of something you want me to be involved in? Hey God, instead of our first response being, I'm busy, I'm tired. I got too much going on. Or, you know what? Somebody else will handle that. I was over here in this past Wednesday morning. Listen, if you're not coming to Wednesday morning prayer Bible study, you're missing a blessing. Almost 30. Had about 30 in here this past. It's growing. Folks are coming and you're missing it. If you can, if you work, go work. If you don't, come, come worship. Come study the Bible at 10 o'clock on Wednesday morning. I was out there listening, and I stood up under the speaker for just a minute, not long, for maybe a minute, and I heard them make a comment, Casey made a comment this past Wednesday morning about how, you know, 
We miss blessings. We miss opportunities to be used by God. We miss an opportunity to allow the Spirit of God to use us. Because we're too, because we're too distracted because we're too busy, because we're too caught up in our own agenda, because we're too caught up in what we want to do, because we're too caught up on what makes me tick. What's the definition of surrender? What would you say? Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll give it to you. I give you my life. I give you my home. I give you my walk. I give you my time. Time, my time, my resources, my talents, my gifts, everything, I, I give it to you. I give you my time, Lord. Look at my calendar. Look at, look at my schedule. Look at my time. Lord, is there, what am I need? What am I missing? Lord, I want, I want to see what you're doing all around me. I want to see you ha- and be a part of what you're doing all over this place. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to give it to another. I want, I want all that you have for me. I want every bit of it. Guys, my schedule and my busyness and my tiredness and my, my whatever excuse, I'm too whatever to look and to get, say, okay, God, here I am, and I'm, I'm 100% right here, and I don't even know I don't even know if I'm qualified. I don't even know if I I bring the right tools and skill sets to the situation. But Lord, here I am. Use me. Here I am, Lord. Use me. And if you kept reading this past week, and I know you did, I wouldn't have no more picked Moses than you would have. Excuse after excuse is page after page after page of excuse. And he just kept on going. He's like, isn't there somebody better? No. God wants to use you. God wants to do something big through you. It was amazing. It was amazing. Big crowd in here this morning. We had 31 couples in that room right up there yesterday. And a guy who didn't know us from Adam the day before stood in that room and looked out over those 31 couples and he says, you know what? This is what a stranger said. I mean, I've done literally bought into this idea. But this is what a total stranger said about y'all. He said, you know what? This group right here could completely change this community, could change this town, could change Northport, could change Tuscaloosa. This group, I didn't tell him to say that. He sensed and saw and felt the same thing I do. There's absolutely nothing that this group right here, I'm talking, I'm talking just one half of us. Here's what you guys don't get to see. There's this many one more time that shows up in this room. 
And honestly, the way the numbers have been, they'll be more in second service than they will be in first. And you look around like, wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. It is. And all God's asking us to do is say, hey, look over here at what, I, what I'm doing. Look over here at what I'm doing. And when we get off of all of our excuses... And when we get off of all of those, well, I, well if I do that and, and somebody else can do, when we get beyond all of these excuses after excuses after excuses, we make just like Moses makes. You know who stood before Pharaoh and said, hey, let my people go, Moses. You know who held his arms up and walked through dry land? Moses. You know who it was? It was Moses. That same dude is like, I'd have picked somebody else. You'd have picked somebody else. But here's the thing. God wants to use you. It's you. So what is it? To what to look? I ain't thought about it. Some of you ain't thought about it. Some of you hadn't thought about the statement he made. I mean, you said, hey, God, what do you need God to be this morning? Well, I ain't never thought I could sit and ask God to be something. I just thought he was this big guy in the sky that zapped me if I did anything fun. I just thought he was a no, 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 no God. No, nah, he's, he's a relational God. He's a God that, he's Abba Father God. I didn't tell that guy to say to that room up there that, hey, there's absolutely no telling what God could do through this room. And there's almost three times as many of you in this room this morning, all ages, senior adults, all the way down to little people. Imagine what God could do. Imagine what God could do in a room like this. Imagine what God could do if we sat there and started just, Lord, I'm here. Lord, Lord is, that, is that you over there? Hey, God, here I am. I'll do. Lord, here I am. I'll go, Lord. Lord, well. And when the Lord saw Moses turned his head to look, then God spoke. Your agenda is not more important than God's agenda. Your plans and your dreams and your I think it really needs to regularly, regularly, almost daily trust in the Lord with all the heart and don't lean on none of your own understanding. Almost momently, Lord, is this where you want me? Lord, is this still your will for my life? Lord, am I doing the things that honors you? Lord, is this, is this 
who you want me to be? God, is this how you want me to act? Lord, is this what you want me to say? Lord, give me the words. Lord, help me. Show me. Use me. God, take me. I know I'm qualified and I know I'm the, I know I'm the authority here. And I know I am the one standing in front of the group and making and calling all the shots. But Lord, I don't have a clue. I, I, I want you, Lord. To take your hand and just control me and use me as your mouthpiece. And, and God, I want you to take over my life. And guys, take over my marriage. And women, take over my marriage. And sons and daughters, listen. Sons and daughters have one responsibility. Honor your father and your mother. It's pretty simple. Walk in obedience and God will bless you. That's cool, but that's silly. Not knocking it. Because it's really silly when we think that there's something down here on this earth that's more important to us than obedience to God. That is so silly to think that there is something that you and I have that is more worthy, that is more valuable, that is more important than God. It is silly, ain't it? When we read them excuses that Moses makes, they're silly, aren't they? It's like, come on, man. God, he wants to use you. Come on, church. Imagine what God could do with a room this size. If we put everything down and put every agenda down and put every dream down and every goal down and just said, okay, God, I'm a clean slate. Lord, I don't, I don't want to live for me. I don't want my family to live for me. I want to live for you. I want to surrender. And I give you everything that I am, Lord. Father God. Father God, I pray that as your word. Lord, around this room, there's people looking. There's people in, your, in their spirit saying, Lord, okay. God, and you see that. Lord, there's people around this room that are sitting there in the quietness and in the stillness as they listen. Lord, I don't know what point stuck. I don't know what your Holy Spirit drove deep. But God, around this room, there are people that it, it rung, it, it clicked with. The light bulb went off on and God, you saw that. Lord, you saw that. And they're listening and they're looking and they're wondering and they're watching and they're waiting, God. God, do it. God, where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do? What do you want us to say? Who do you want us to be? What do you want? God, here we are. Here we are. This army, this group. Here we are, Lord. And you see it. You see that surrender. You see that submission. Holy Spirit of God, equip us to do the work. Equip us to do the work. Amen.
we will give you praise, Lord, for what you're about to do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.